0: clock on wednesday and you know what that means you're listening to the hardwood hoop here on weagle 91.1 fm i'm your host Jake gonzalez take back and relax the next hour as we talk all things basketball surrounding the plans and the sec keep that dollar right here and let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first edition of the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle ninety one point one FM. I am your host, Jake Gonzalez, and today I'm joined by a good buddy of mine, uh, host of Tank Talks Football here on Weagle, uh, Dylan Lark. What's up? You know adding to my already large resume here at Weagle. It's gonna be my fourth or third different show that I've been on since my time here. Are you uh, is your mic on? Uh, I don't think it on. is. Oh yep, there we go. Sorry, that's on me. There we go. There's Dylan Lark. Now, now we can reintroduce you now that we're here. Ah yes. Sorry about that. That's on me.
1: Yep. What's going on? Host of Tank Talks Football. You kind of can say co-host of TNT in the in the morning.
0: I mean, we both kind of are at this point. Yeah.
1: Um, we run that yeah. show.
0: It's really, it's really just us there. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, We are the stars of the show uh, over there at TNT. People only
1: watch, listen to whatever we're on. Yeah. No,
0: no one, no one cares what Harrison Torr has to say or what, oh, what yeah. T.L. has to say. Start the beef. Yeah, that's, that's the point. Here, is we're trying to start some beef with uh, TNT in the morning. Um, but, yeah, today uh, we're going to talk a little bit of the Auburn basketball team, uh, men's and women's, a little bit of the SEC. We're going to review a little bit of Auburn's win over Oklahoma, over Alabama, preview the Georgia game uh, this Saturday, uh, and review a little bit of the Auburn women's basketball before we hit um, some pickups at the end of the show. And we got a little special uh, bonus segment in the middle that I think is going to be kind of interesting, kind of fun to listen to um so i mean that's i'm excited for it y- you really should be it's it's quite something So I'm
1: excited for it
0: all right so let's let's talk a little bit of auburn women's basketball now we're gonna, we're gonna start off with some women's basketball um coach jay and those tigers uh just just lost uh dropped a hard one to vanderbilt on the road in nashville um you know and we th- th- I mean, really let's just let's just kind of explore what kind of happened in that game um, some of the keys, some of the players, and then just kind of overall what happened. I mean, we we know that they uh, they dropped a lot. They they dropped a hard one, to be honest. They 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 won a nice uh, fourth quarter run to come back in that game, but they really just started sluggish.
1: Yeah, was a really hard. It was a hard fought loss after beating you know Tennessee like we did.
0: Yeah, I mean, like that's that's one of the things is like uh, Coach Jay was talking about like in the press conference after the game was, you know, they it seemed like they kind of just weren't that prepared coming into this game and it was kind of due to their inexperience as a as a roster as a whole um whether that was just because you know they're like oh yeah we just took down number 4 Tennessee or uh if it was just like just a little bit relaxed you know because they thought they kind of got there
1: yeah but still a, g- a great game by uh, AC uh, I'm going to mispronounce her name
0: it's Aisha Kulabali
1: Aisha Kulabali yeah yeah she is so good at basketball <laughs>
0: You're telling me. Dude, it's unreal. If y'all have not gotten a chance to go out and see uh Coach Jay, uh Aisha Gulabali and some of the other girls on this Auburn women's basketball team, you're really missing out. Um this week they do have a game against Mississippi State on Thursday. That tips off at seven thirty. Um we'll get back to that in a little bit though. We can talk you want to talk about the Tennessee game too while we're here? because that one I I know you watched that game.
1: Oh I was I was there for that game. Oh.
0: Yeah, you were there. <laughs>
1: I was part of, uh, we, we all stormed the court that day. I don't know about we. I did. Yeah, you definitely did. I definitely stormed the court. That It was a fun game to watch. I mean, I, I have a little to no respect to uh, UTK.
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't here. Um, yeah. That is, is what I'm finding out, especially uh, some people over at TNT. I'm not going to mention names, but there's a few people over there that aren't uh, the biggest fans of UTK and knoxville city as a whole
1: and just to watch them come in as the fourth ranked team (laughs) to a auburn team that we don't expect that much from now at least with a new coach and i mean the future we expect a lot more from a growing team but just to see a the biggest upset in auburn women's basketball history possibly i i I think
0: it if i remember it was yeah it was the first like top five win um like versus an AP top five win in like 25 years, like since the 90s, um, which is honestly massive. And that's that's two top 25 wins uh, for Coach J in her first season. Um, where they took they they also took down Georgia Tech earlier this year on the road um, in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, I mean let's let's get back to the Vanderbilt game though a little bit um, before we get kind of moving on to what we have in store for Auburn women's basketball, which is that game against Mississippi State. Um, Auburn got outscored forty six to twenty one in the first half.
1: Oh yeah, that's some Auburn athletics right there. <laughs>
0: uh, that that's that's honestly like something wild. That's something you don't really see, obviously. Um, but something that we have seen from this Auburn women's basketball team all season, especially in SEC play once that's come around, is that they have one bad quarter per game. The only time they have not had one bad quarter was in the Tennessee game. Which we all know how that turned out—a big upset win. But
1: for a second there, it saw, I thought we were going to have a bad quarter though in the Tennessee game. Th-
0: right there, right off the break, out of the third, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like yesterday too with the men's game. The first four minutes of the second half was just brutal. Where, yeah, wash.
0: where they uh, came back from 14 to get it within two. Oh yeah. We'll we'll save that one for later. Just, oh, a little, yeah. just a little, just a little teaser for what's in store later in the show and one of the later blocks. Um. Well, yeah. Vandy shot 73% from the field in the first half. Oh, yeah. Like, I really – like, there's nothing to say about, like, that. Like, I don't even know if, like, that's on Auburn as a whole. Sometimes teams just shoot the lights out.
1: Uh, They had three players uh, get over 15. They had uh, Jordan Cambridge get 19, Ianna Moore get 22, and then Brene Alexander get 24. Yeah, Auburn just could not stop those three. Looks like.
0: I mean, yeah, that's sometimes that's what it is, you know. Like it's just it's in terms of people just being able to make shots, and when you're making seventy three percent of the shots that you're taking, you're usually having a pretty good night, and that, that that can that can tell a little bit of what happened in that first half. Yeah. Um, I can't. I think I think Auburn went on a 20 to twenty-to-two run to in like in the fourth quarter or something like yeah, that.
1: The fourth quarter, they played pretty well. 26 points is the most we scored. It's most anyone scored in any quarter was uh Auburn in the final quarter, but I mean it garbage time points, but I mean it still counts. It makes the game not look as bad as it could have been. Nothing about Tennessee. They shot 70% from the three-point line. Tennessee or Vanderbilt.
0: Oh, yeah. That once again. This will, this will come up later in the show once we hit the Alabama block. Um but yeah, that's a big part of at least where basketball is at right now is that three ball. And, you know, teams that are hitting that at a high rate, I mean, obviously, you know, the more shots you make, the the more likely you are to win the game. It's just, that's just kind of common sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, but with where basketball is in, in the modern game of it, the three ball is so, so heavily used. And if you're at any point in time, you're making 70% of your threes.
1: I and mean, the three-point line took Auburn to the final four. Lived and died by the three.
0: <laughs> yeah, you sometimes it it was good, you know, you enjoyed to see that sometimes.
1: And when when they're hot, it's fun basketball. When they're not,
0: it's rough. It's hard to watch. It is really rough. I was yeah, but let's let's talk about Aisha Kulabali for a little bit. I, I know you like talk about her just because, you know, she is kind of good at basketball to say the least.
1: Oh, very good at basketball.
0: She uh she finished her night with twenty one points from the loss. That is the second straight game that she scored 20-plus points. I think she put up 26 against Tennessee in that win.
1: Yeah, she did. I, I remember looking at the box score at the top yeah. of the uh, – not the Jumbotron. What is it called? I don't yeah, know what it's, it's, it's like It's the video board. Close video enough. Video board, okay.
0: That's the eighth time she scored 20-plus points this season.
1: It's almost like she's very good at
0: basketball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she's I only mean – a sophomore, too. That's the crazy part is that she's just a sophomore.
1: And – I know we were saying this a lot after the game. It's like, dude, if she was like at South Carolina, she'd probably get way more recognition than she does like just being at Auburn.
0: That's the other thing is, is if she was at South Carolina or a program like that, would she be playing the same kind of minutes and getting the same kind of opportunities that she does get at an Auburn where, you know, the talent pool is not as strong right now, which that's not to say that it's not going to be strong. It will be. Uh, as as this, uh, as obviously Coach Jay gets more involved with the program and been yeah. here longer, we have a, I think a top twenty recruiting class coming in uh, next season for the women's basketball program, which is huge.
1: Looks like her season average: eighteen point three points per game, one point six assists, eight rebounds, and two point three steals.
0: That's that's wild numbers, especially with, considering on this Auburn team that outside of uh, Aisha Kula it's about honestly Scott Grayson. That's really it.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think honesty's av- she should be averaging just above ten points a game. Uh, she had
1: fourteen for uh, Vandy. She
0: had fourteen against Vandy, and then she had she might have had ten or eleven against Tennessee.
1: I think she had it around like I think she had around that.
0: Yeah, I don't have the exact stats pulled up for that game. Uh, um, but we'll get back to that maybe in the in the future as we come back with uh, honesty's graduation. But Auburn does have Mississippi State coming up tomorrow. That's a seven thirty inside Auburn Arena. So, if once again, if you have not had the opportunity to come see Coach Jay and uh, and this team so far this season, you should go go take a peek at them. Uh, there is a lot of promise with this team, uh, especially with where they've come from and where they will be going in the future. Um, yeah, but they got Mississippi State coming up. Uh, Auburn has lost nine straight games to Mississippi State.
1: They do have a very good women's basketball program over there, weren't they? They were in the national championship but what two, three years ago.
0: Coach J was a part of that team. Oh, she was? Oh, that's yeah. right. She was. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was she also at a and
0: Uh She was at a uh, and a few years. Like, it was before. Yeah, okay. uh, I'll, I'll, remember, get, I'll get I'll to that in a second. I remember being at a Yeah. She was at A&M from, uh, I think it was, or she was at Mississippi State from 2012 to 2020. Um, you know, She spent a few years there as the associate head coach there. So basically the assistant head coach at Mississippi State.
1: I think Mississippi State, you know, they just won baseball. It was like their first championship ever. Yeah. I I could have swore they won that national championship. They they did okay. not.
0: They they made it to the national championship. I think two years did in a row. This,
1: was it they lose to South Carolina or UConn?
0: It was well. it was probably one of the two. And my, I think Notre Dame was actually one of the teams they lost to. That's right. Um, I, I, if y'all remember a few years back, I I can't remember exactly who it was on that Notre Dame team, but there was that like last second shot to to win the game. It was kind of all over USPN and Sports Center. Um, but. Yeah, like, like I said, uh, Coach Jay herself was responsible for a few of those games on that nine-game losing streak for, for Auburn against uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs. Um, yeah, so just a little bit, again, with Coach J's history with Mississippi State and with Auburn in a sense, it's kind of is like a, it's a little kind of homecoming game in a way. She did spend eight seasons in Starkville, uh, and she will be going up against her former program that she kind of helped build there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what, what are some keys that you think Auburn needs to do to avoid uh, getting – at least losing in this game?
1: Uh, I think one big thing you brought it up earlier. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you have that like, written down anywhere, but avoid that one-quarter like, slump they have every game. Uh, shoot a little bit more consistently than how they did. Uh, like, we know Annie Hughes is probably the, the – She is she
0: the best three-point shooter on yeah, the that
1: best team. Th- uh, but she shot one for seven against Vanderbilt.
0: That 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 is another problem with with this Auburn team is their inability to shoot the three, especially, you know, I mentioned earlier, like with where the modern game of basketball is at and where it's going, teams are relying heavily on that three wall, and Auburn has not been able to hit threes at all. Yeah, and
1: I guess it's like on the same level as the men's team. When they're not making threes, it's kind of hard. Well, not as bad anymore for the men's team, but I mean... Oh, yeah, if, race, if you look at a few years is.
0: back with that Jared Harper and that Bryce Brown team, like it's, if you weren't hitting threes... Yeah, it was a very tough nights to watch that Auburn basketball team play.
1: Yeah, and looking back at the uh uh Tennessee game, four players had double digit points, but for Vandy, only two of those. You got everyone needs to score a little bit better than ha- how they did against Vanderbilt or I I know there's kind of a basic to say <laughs> score more points than yeah. you win. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean shoot more consistently. I mean, uh Auburn was shooting uh, I forgot who was it. Was
0: it Sanaia? Oh, so yeah, in the in those games, like in that Tennessee J.L. game, Jordan was one of the yeah, Jalen like, Jordan she had made a great
1: like, key, th- th- key three against Tennessee. Yeah, great
0: game against Tennessee, by the way. Um, I mean she defended the paint well, especially which how undersized she was in that situation. And she was she was
1: being annoying on defense. Yeah, it it was
0: it was quite fun to watch. It was so fun. All right, we are gonna step away for a two minute PSA break. Uh, we'll be right back with some more basketball here on uh the hardwood hoop welcome back welcome back to the hardwood hoop right here on weagle 91.1 fm this is the first edition of it uh i am your host jake gonzalez and i'm joined by the wonderful dylan lark host of tank talks football right here on weagle uh
1: thursday's at one tomorrow and about about the same time 24 hours yeah
0: Yeah. uh yeah so that's uh one of my good buddies here Uh, i enjoys talking a little bit of the football but he also enjoys basketball and that's what we're here to talk about today is the Auburn basketball team now the men's team, uh, the number one ranked Tigers.
1: Back to back weeks.
0: Back to back weeks. The first time in program history we've ever been ranked at number one for I think two it was, weeks. You're just stop at ranked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just stop that ranked there. Yeah, this is the first time Auburn has ever been ranked in any sport, right here. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna talk. We're gonna recap a little bit of that Oklahoma game from the weekend. Uh, I'm sure you've heard it from a few other shows, probably here on Weagle. But we're gonna dive right back into it a little bit. So, Dylan, give me a little of your kind of just broad thoughts on that game as a whole.
1: Okay. Well, I had to watch it on my phone at work, so that was fun.
0: Oh, yeah, that's that's an interesting way to uh, watch the game. <laughs>
1: my manager kept like, asking me, he's like, hey, I need you to go do something. I was like, no, not until this game's over with at least, or at least till halftime or whatever, and then I went to go do it, and I just rushed back. But uh, it was after the Missouri game, this was a pleasant thing to watch. Jabari Smith had his –
0: a little little rebound a little,
1: game, yeah, rebound game. It's like a <laughs> revenge game. Walker Kessler, of course, kept, popped off one rebound short of getting that double double, which I was.
0: It, it really hurts to see because I, you know, uh, one one of the things that I also do here at Auburn with the student media is I am the director of sports over at Eagle Eye, and so I kind of have some fun with the headlines when when. Uh, when our when our basketball team is having some good play, you know, oh, some yeah. double doubles. Uh, I've been I've been holding one in the in the bounds for a little bit.
1: Double double trouble.
0: Double 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 trouble for uh, okay. when Jabari yeah. Smith and Walker Kessler both get a double double, and we were one rebound shy of that of that headline making its way over that eagle eye. Um, yeah, but I yeah, that's what it was. Like it was Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler just being dominant in every way possible. Um, you know, that's I'm gonna say it. You're gonna hear it here first, right here on Weagle. This is the best front court in all of college basketball right now,
1: without a doubt.
0: I don't know if there's a team that comes close to that with the the four and five that Auburn has and Walker and Jabari.
1: I can't think. Of it. I think you have the number one draft pick, power forward, and you have someone who's making his way up on a lot of people's boards right now. Walker. I don't, I don't know a team that could have that could compete with those two.
0: Walker Kessler is very nearly a lottery pick in this upcoming NBA draft. If if he was to stay at Auburn. After the season, I would be very, very surprised. And watch, at watching
1: those two just go off like that, we like this was a bad game for like Wendell. Wendell only had two points, shot over on the three point from the free the three point line. But Walker and Jabari just took over the game. It,
0: it was definitely a front court heavy game, especially from what we this this Auburn group has come to become, which is rely on the guards that can kind of help create for those guard or the for those forwards down there in the paint. But also be able to shoot the three. Auburn struggled to shoot the three in this game. I think they shot oh, yeah. 26% from three or 26. 27. 1. Yeah. Not good numbers from the on-yard. Not good yard.
1: numbers at all, especially when your best three point shooter that we, um, we're going to assume is Wendell Green. It is Wendell. 0 oh, for 4. Yeah. And, you know, in key games, he's that guy we go to for those, like, uh, momentum swinging three points.
0: Well, it's, it's, it's logo Wendell, you know? Yeah, logo win. Like that's that's kind of what he brings to the table a lot of times. Is he gets, I don't, I I hate like I, I hate kind of comparing, uh, Wendell to Jared Harper because you know they are very similar in stature and the way that they play. But Wendell I think brings so much more to the table than what Jared Harper brought.
1: I can agree with that. Yeah. Like
0: I as as like you know as far as Wendell can shoot the three, it's very similar to how Harper were able to shoot the three. But what Wendell's able to do is spreading the basketball around. Um, getting it to Walker Kessler, that combination that they have, as, even with Devin Cambridge too, yeah, it's it's on another level with this team.
1: And the one thing I would love to see Wendell do is uh, do a little dunk action.
0: I don't know if he can dunk. He might not be there yet. He Jared, might not. Jared Harper J- could dunk. Jared Harper definitely could dunk. I know
1: in the Honolulu thing, I was I was banking on him dunking <laughs> on Zion because that would have been electric. Because he dunked in that one center.
0: For- yeah, and the I think it was the I think they were playing Villanova that game or Xavier.
1: We'll um it. I think it was Xavier cuz we played Duke the next game I think.
0: No, we we played them, or, after, Duke. Oh, we played Cause them after Duke. it yeah, cuz it was like one of the uh like late late night games in that uh, on, or in that Hawaii slate, I guess. I just remember watching Mount that Jam.
1: game and I just remember seeing little Jared Harper just <laughs> yam on a like 6 foot 10 guy and I was uh, I was like, "Oh."
0: I just love how that still continues to get brought up to this day like with with Auburn Highlight Clubs cuz that was a mean dunk.
1: It was, and how tall is Jared Harper? Like five nine, five
0: ten. He's the same height. Uh, they they would say he's six foot. He's really about five ten, five just eleven. This draft stock. A yeah, bit. just just hey, just to be like, oh, we've got a six foot guy. But well, let's get back to the Oklahoma game though. Let's get back to that a little bit. Oh yeah, we're talking about how window two points right. Two points. Oh, for, oh, for four from three.
1: He didn't make a, his one free throw either.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's just a rough game from him. You know, and, I, and I'm trying to highlight this here. Because we're going to come back to this in the next block, yeah. When we can, we can start to talk about Wendell, because obviously, what, if you watched the game last night, that you know what Wendell did in that game. So we're going to come back to that. We're just kind of kind of putting that up there to say, like, oh yeah, Wendell had a rough couple of pass games. So we can come back to it. A little foreshadowing, you know. Um, yeah. But out, outside of Wendell in that game, it was really, I mean, it was a combination of Jabari Smith, Walker Kessler, and KD Johnson kind of doing the heavy lifting for Auburn. In that game, and the win over Oklahoma. All right, are you are you ready for the uh, the special segment that I, I have in store for us today?
1: ecstatic about it. We got seven minutes
0: for this. Yeah, we got seven minutes to talk about this. I I think this we can fill seven minutes talking about this. Honestly,
1: I could talk about this for the whole hour. If, I <laughs>
0: <laughs> if we couldn't talk about this for the whole hour, I think we have a problem. All right, all right. So the 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 segment idea that I have come up with over the past couple of days thinking about stuff I want to talk about on the show today. Um, it, it, it's one that's very interesting. Um, you know, I, Not only do I enjoy watching sports and basketball and really all things sports, really. Oh, yeah. I love history. And there's nothing like some good old historical figures seeing what they would be able to do in today's basketball world so to, I, today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm bringing you the historical hoopers segment on the hardwood hoop. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring up one historical figure, prominent historical figure, and talk about whether or not they would be able to play the game of basketball in today's world. And today, you know, just, just speaking you know, with first, it's the first episode of the hardwood hoop. We're going to go back to the first of the United States. And you know what that means? That means we're going back to George Washington, the first US president. Would he have been a good basketball player? You're asking I, me? Yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, basketball wasn't invented back then.
0: So, so I, what? That's not that's not the, that's not I the know, question I, I'm asking.
1: It's a that's an intro to the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm reading over your list over here and you know,
0: 62 Hey, don't don't get too much into my list. This is my list. You got to come up with your own list here. I need a I would, yes well, or
1: no. into this. I think he would be. Yeah. I, I think he would dunk on some people.
0: I, that's that's probably fair.
1: He he dunk on all the Euro leagues.
0: I mean, he did dunk on the British. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, but why why would he be a good basketball player? Give me something that's not on my list. But
1: you got everything that's already I would already <laughs> say we think the same a lot of the time. So I was about to say, oh yeah, he's a great leader. That's already on your list.
0: Hey, don't take okay, okay. We'll just we'll just go into my list on why I think I'm going to some, go into con. Yeah go, yeah, go into the cons of why he would not be, and then I'll go into the pros a little bit.
1: Bad haircut.
0: Are you serious? That haircut was elite. That was I, with the times, bro.
1: Doesn't make it good.
0: I would rock that.
1: Please. I'll buy you a powdered wig. Buy me a powdered
0: wig. I will come in tomorrow with a powdered wig on. How
1: much are powdered wigs? <laughs>
0: All right, all right, all right. Let's let's keep with the conversation a little bit. Um, yeah, so I, you know, I think George Washington would be a pretty solid basketball player, to say the least. I think he brings the intangibles to the game, the the smart mind, you know, the the yeah. intelligence that's needed to play the basketball game. You know, if we're if we're playing basketball back in you know the 1700s, George Washington is a is a large man at that time.
1: First overall pick.
0: Yeah, absolutely, first overall pick. He would be—I mean, he was the first overall pick of the country. You know, president. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, he was the—he was above average height for the time. at six foot two. Great leader. You know, he was in the military, so you know he's got to have some, some, some athleticism, some strength to him. But more than that, to be able to draw up battle plans, bro, you gotta, you gotta have some mind. You gotta be able to think on your feet.
1: He can make some banger play calls. Exactly.
0: And I, and I think that's what any good basketball player can do, and especially a point guard. So I'm telling you right now, George Washington would have been a great basketball player.
1: Should you also like add what team would, like an NBA team or anyone that could really use a George Washington caliber player?
0: All right, all right. This is too easy. Or like best fit. The Washington Wizards, let's be real.
1: <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, oh, we. Well, got
0: go Washington Wizards. It makes way too much sense for him not to go to the Washington Wizards. The was- Washington needs a one. Someone that can combine with Bradley Bill, Kyle Kuzma, you know?
1: Well, I tell you right now, a team that would not fit for him, I've heard from sources that George Washington does not like Kings.
0: Sacramento. I wouldn't want to be in Sacramento either. I wouldn't
1: either, but <laughs> – that Histori- team is Historical a joke there.
0: I, outside of Tyrese Halliburton, I have no uh, intention to ever root for the Sacramento Kings. I'm
1: trying to remember, isn't Darren Fox on the Kings? Yeah, right? he's still on the fire. He's still on the Kings. Not like Darren Fox. Yeah. He, I hope he gets traded <laughs> for his sake. And yeah, for
0: his sake because he is he is great at basketball. He comes the thunder. All right, go, go, in, go into some cons about why uh, George Washington would not be good at basketball because we haven't hit that at all. Oh, I want to well, hear what's your thoughts on why he would not be good.
1: I think the age comes into factor. You know, yeah, he's a vet, but.
0: Yeah, I, I have a feeling he would be kind of old today. <laughs>
1: be, I, and you, he's probably a little slow on the slower end. You know, they, they didn't have the best, like, hygiene standards back then. We've heard about his teeth, right? Wooden teeth. I don't know how old Yeah,
0: the wooden teeth. That that would be a downside. That would be a downside. Usually that's a sign that you're not very healthy.
1: And uh, that's about it, really. Yeah,
0: age. You know, yeah, I would say age, especially if you know, if we're talking seventeen seventy six, George. You know, maybe maybe his younger self, he'd be pretty solid. Um, But more importantly, I think that uh, you know, I don't see any downsides to George Washington. So I'm telling you right now, if you if you're on an NBA team, if you're in a college program, whatever it is, go find yourself a George Washington. (laughs) I don't know what You're that. means. wrong. I don't know what that means. I really don't.
1: Get you an old vet with a powdered wig.
0: Yeah, and I, you'll be you'll be doing well.
1: Which I've googled it. I might buy you one because fourteen dollars on Amazon.
0: I'll wear it. I'll wear it. I'll stick to my guns and wear that. Put it on the Twitter. You can follow me at uh at Jake Gonzalez. It's uh two underscores in between the Jake and Gonzalez. Um, and my friend Dylan here, you can uh you can follow him at at your boy the tank on Twitter.
1: That is boy with an eye as well. Yeah.
0: That's a fancy eye. and you should be able to spell the rest of the words. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll be we'll be right back after this two minute PSA break. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle ninety one point one FM. I am your host, Jake Gonzalez. I'm joined today by a uh, host of Tank Talks Football here on Weagle, uh, Dylan Lark. Say hello. Yo, what up? Uh if you just missed it, we had a wonderful conversation about uh, some uh, historical people and whether or not they would be good at basketball. And today's subject was George Washington, of course, because it is the first episode of the Hardwood Hoop on Weekel. Um, But let, let's let's shift a little bit. Let's get off the history a little bit, and let's move to what happened last night inside Auburn Arena. Dylan, I know you were at that game. Um, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on Auburn's big win over the Crimson Tide.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't know about big win. It was- it's it was a it
0: was a 19 point win. That's a big win.
1: Eh, it was just the next game on the schedule.
0: Are you are you speaking in terms of uh, Pablo Escobar?ner You're not special. You're just next. Or? Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's uh, a great game from literally uh, Zeb Jasper, two points, but uh, six man Wendell Green, 23 points. He picked up. He picked up from the.
0: Oh. Yeah, from the past two games. Let, let, let's game. stay, let's stay on Wendell for a second because I think this is I think he's a big piece of what we're going to talk about, especially for this Alabama game. Wendell has struggled the past two games Yes, he has. against against uh, Missouri, where he picked up an injury, um, and then Oklahoma, where he even said last night in the press conference that he kind of got hit in the head and it kind of threw him off a little bit. He had twenty three points tonight or last night. Pardon me.
1: And eight rebounds.
0: Eight rebounds, and I think it was six assists.
1: Six assists,
0: yeah. That's a wild stat line, especially for a guy that's 5'11", 5'10", just under six foot, basically. We're we're going to be like Auburn Athletics, and we're going to say that he's at six foot. Uh,
1: I think you can av- rank, uh, average it up a little bit. I think it's like Six, six, six one, six, yeah, two. He's yeah, eight, he's George Washington tonight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he had a season-high 23 points in the win over Alabama on Tuesday night. In the two games that he's faced against Alabama, he's put up 19 points and 23 points. So at Tuscaloosa, he put up 19. He kind of controlled the second half in that game. In this game, he put up 23, where the majority of it came in that second half again. But after Alabama closed, what well, was an Auburn 14-point lead a half, and they closed that lead to two. Alabama did. Yeah.
1: Wendell Green definitely took over the game after that. Once they got once it was 57-55, I guess when Wendell. I- I think that's when he hit his fir- one he, of the first. Threes he hit one of the game. first
0: threes of the night. Yeah, it was it was his second because I remember I was I would uh, threw together a little package from uh, for Eli last night. Um, one of the one of the many things that I could do. Um, I, I know for a fact that that was his second three on the night.
1: Yeah, and that brought Auburn back into the game that and turned it around.
0: Quickly. Once a, once again, Wendell, as much as much as he's coming off the bench, he's really not coming off the bench for this team.
1: No, him and just him and Zep just, like, share minutes about that at right
0: Honestly, I think it's more of Zep actually just being a, a piece to kind of slow teams kind of on the start. And then once Wendell comes in, it's just another piece on the offense to kind of help build on that Auburn lead um, from when kind of Zep holds them.
1: Yeah, I know Zep's pretty much the defensive guy.
0: I Zep? I, I know I said earlier that I don't like comparing people to other, like, players. Zepa is very much like a Davion Mitchell to me. If you don't know, Davion Mitchell played for Baylor last year. A few years before that, he was at Auburn. He has a ring. He has a ring now with Baylor. Um, I think he just got dra- just got drafted the Kings last season. I think he oh, was. The poor guy. <laughs> it's tough, but that his defense is unreal, and I, I, Bruce hasn't said anything about it. But I don't think he will. He I know that he said about Davion that he was one of the best on ball defenders that he's ever seen. Zepp, he said that uh, he is like one of the toughest guys to face, and other other coaches in the SEC is he's the toughest guy to face in the SEC, in terms of on on ball defense.
1: Oh yeah. Well, uh, whenever I watch Zepp play, I, I definitely see that he is very he's very aggressive on defense, and I love watching him play because whenever I see him get on whatever guard, I I feel that that guard's not gonna be able to move on him at all. And people have to use screens a lot on Zep, or they're not going to get any space to themselves.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's not like it's starting in the half court either. It's, it's a full court thing with where they're putting pressure on him all of the time.
1: Yeah, I always find it funny like, with Wendell as well. Like They always do like full court uh, defense on him. All Wendell has to do is start running.
0: Wendell's so fast.
1: He's so quick,
0: dude. It's like one or two steps and he can get past him. There was a few times uh, in the game last night where Qu- Quinterly just could not stay with him. Like he was like Quinto was just running like right on his back back of his hip because he couldn't keep up, especially off that that inbound uh, to start to kind of the Auburn possession.
1: I don't know how much you want to talk about uh, Bama a little bit, but oh, I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Going to this game, uh, Bama fans everywhere are talking about how much J.D. Davidson was going to be a problem for Auburn. He was going to be like our downfall or whatever. Uh, J.D. Davidson. Raise your hand in the studio if you score the same amount of points that J.D. Davidson did last night.
0: <laughs> for those that can't see, both of our hands are raised because J.D. Davidson put up zero points a last night. Big old goose egg. In Shot t-
1: 0 for on his field goals which is, and 0 for 3 on three-pointers.
0: And 24 minutes of play. <laughs> He posted a minus 23.
1: Man had two fouls.
0: Which is he, he had four, four assists, though. Four assists? He had four yeah. assists. Can't, can't discredit him for that. He had four assists. I think I could have gotten four assists in that game last night with how Jaden Shackleford was shooting and Jayvon Quinterly. Shackleford put up 26. He is, he is
1: so good.
0: 26.
1: I hate Alabama, but holy crap. He, that, dude just, that kid is good at basketball.
0: Especially from three. He went five for 11 from behind the arc. Yeah, uh, I don't, 15 of his 26 points.
1: I can't remember which one it is. I know his name was number 13. That's Javon Quinterly. Is it Quinterly? Yeah. I remember watching him go to the paint multiple times, and he, kept, he was one of the ones that Walker Kessler got most of his blocks off of. And I remember being the typical fan, screaming out how tall Walker Kessler was. And I, I remember screaming out, Probably shouldn't go in the paint against Walker Kessler, and then the very next possession, I saw that man walk up and just drill a three. And I was like, "Oh well." Keep I going. <laughs> Keep going right in the now. paint. <laughs> <laughs> go back in the paint. Yeah, please.
0: I would say that's that's the other aspect of this game. You know, everyone talks about how this Alabama team is such a threat from three. They're almost more dangerous from inside, like the arc, like on their two point conver- like two point shots. Oh, no,
1: Shackelford, he he was just tearing it up inside the paint. Especially, especially
0: right after the halftime break, when they came back and went on their little, yeah. Cornley
1: was too. I mean, he was getting blocked a few times, but he had such a perfect release on the ball at times; it just went right over Walker's fingers every
0: time. Very Alabama. One of the one of the good things, like about this Alabama team, one of the things that they're strong at is being able to create off the drive. And all game, Auburn was struggling to keep them in front. The biggest point in this game was after Alabama went on that run. 3 switch switched it to zone, into like a 2-3 and a 1-3-1 kind of defense. Slowed them down. Gave Auburn the opportunity to keep them in front, keep Walker and Dylan Cardwell and Jabari kind of in that paint area to protect the rim, and push Alabama back out to the perimeter, which is kind of why you saw Alabama hit a few threes, you know, because they were kind of more focusing on stopping the, uh, the paint, really.
1: Yeah, Bama shot 14 of 37 from that three-point line. 37%, which it's pretty good.
0: 14 of what? Of 37. 14 of 37. They took 37 threes last night.
1: Auburn took 21.
0: Auburn went 5 of 21. Auburn beat Alabama when they scored four. They made 14 threes. Auburn scored 5. And they Auburn still found a way to put up 100 points.
1: Take away the, all the three-pointers, Auburn still wins by four.
0: That's the crazy part. Auburn, like, you know, what, what Auburn fans have come used to seeing, what some of us who have been covering Auburn for a few years, few years have been used to seeing is Auburn being a run-and-gun team, hitting the three, living and dying by the three. Those days are no more. This is a very inside, mid-range, paint-centric team that finds ways to score all over the floor. No, no. More importantly than Jabari Smith's mid range.
1: He's so clean from mid range.
0: I have not seen a more NBA ready shot in college than I have seen from Jabari Smith.
1: The only, I've read a lot of draft reports about him, and the only thing I've really like people negatively say about him is just his weight. That, Which that that's, won't that's be a it. problem. That's literally it.
0: That will not be a problem, because in the NBA he'll bulk up no problem. He's bulked up since he's been in college at Auburn. When he gets to the pros, he's gonna bulk up even more, and he's gonna be such a threat.
1: It's gonna be like a Giannis level kind of thing. I don't, I don't know if it'll be Giannis level. Well, it, in terms of like going from what Giannis looked like when he got drafted to what Giannis is now, like that kind of progression. Not like I didn't mean like play style, like progression wise.
0: I, I think he's almost more dangerous than Giannis if if he's able to I put so. if he's able to put on weight. I think he can be. So much more dangerous. I
1: think he's, a, he's already a better three point shooter than Giannis.
0: I he's, mean, it's not hard to be a better three point shooter than Giannis. Let's oh yeah. be honest.
1: <laughs> uh, but another thing about th- about this game is, Bama couldn't stop fouling.
0: With they, I think, I think had, almost every one of their players was in foul trouble. Uh, their entire I think they had three or four at four at four fouls. Right?
1: Shackelford had the least amount of fouls with three on the starting five. Everyone else had four.
0: It was a phys- it was a physical game.
1: Physical game, but I mean, they had twelve more fouls than Auburn did.
0: Auburn started that second half too. They picked up three fouls in the first minute of that second half.
1: And then Bama just started
0: whacking people, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm just watching Katie Johnson. I think he got fouled more than anybody, I think, because his play style. Hear hear me out.
0: I would say, yeah, that doesn't surprise me with the way that he plays. (laughs) (laughs) He gets
1: the ball, and he either does a little, like, jab step and then shoots a three, or he just grabs the ball and just bull rushes the paint.
0: That's what I'm saying. He's, he's either taking a nice back step, like jab step three, like a setback three, or he is taking it full speed into the paint, running people over, and doing whatever he can, A, to get fouled, B, to make the layup, or B, to get fouled and then make the layup as well.
1: That man is insane.
0: Psychopath.
1: He is, I can't say the medical term analogy on, <laughs> on radio. I don't know.
0: Whatever. It's It's besides the point. The man is just unreal when he's playing basketball.
1: And you wouldn't expect it from like his uh how his stature and whatnot. Like he doesn't look like your typical like basketball player. You
0: know, he's kinda... He might be my typical basketball player from here on out. With oh, the way yeah. that he plays. <laughs> I'll
1: play with five KD Johnsons.
0: If you give me five KD Johnsons, I can beat anybody.
1: We're gonna beat you by shooting strictly free throws.
0: Strictly free throws, step back threes, and we're also just gonna run you off the floor. <laughs> yeah. I You're mean... not gonna wanna play a offense because they're gonna be all over you from the moment you step on the court. You're gonna have no space, no matter where you are on the court.
1: I've never watched a player in my life hit the ground as hard and as much as he does, and get up with this big old smile on his face. Dude's a masochist, bro. <laughs> the <laughs> he, dude he is a. It.
0: The dude's a madman, to say the least. Oh yeah, on the, especially on the basketball court.
1: Yeah, I remember watching. I looked over at uh, AJ. Uh, Rivera, he's executive producer at Eagle Eye, he was next to me at the game. And I remember the first time I saw it, Katie Johnson hit the ground last night. They showed him on the video board, got up, and he was just cheesing. I was like, oh, oh, we're about to win this game because <laughs> the man is already insane. He
0: he he just does some crazy things. That just gets, you know, the jungle kind of going. And, and last night might have been one of the loudest times I've ever heard the jungle. Like, I've I've gone to games for four years. I've seen him. I mean, outside of the COVID year, because that was just a weird thing. Yeah. That's the loudest that Jungle has ever been. It was deafening. Like, I, I left the game and I went on to the, uh, like, into the media room down there because I was working the game last night. My ears were still ringing from what was happening. All right. We've got to go to a two-minute PSA break. We'll be right back. Uh, Talk a little more about basketball and kind of preview some of the SEC games that we have going on. Welcome back. Welcome back to Weagle 91.1. You're listening to the Hardwood Hoop here. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez, and I'm joined once again uh, by the host of your boy er, Tank Talks Football, also known on on Twitter as your boy the Tank. That's kind of where I was going with that. Uh, Dylan Lark.
1: Yo, what's up?
0: He's back once again for the final block of the show, the final block of the first ever Hardwood Hoop right here on Weagle.
1: Make sure to catch it up on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Yeah, wh- wh-
0: whatever you get, wherever you get your podcasts, or wherever—I don't know where we put these up on. Honestly, I don't know if it's just Spotify and Apple Music. You can select it. <laughs> yeah, whichever one you would like. Those are the two big ones that I go to. You know, when I gotta get my podcasts. Um, yeah, so we we're talking a little bit uh, before the break about Auburn basketball, the number one Auburn men's basketball team. Uh, their win over Alabama.
1: And Jesse Newell's number 17.
0: Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Newell's number 17, but that's besides the point. And we're going to preview now their game coming up on Saturday when they travel to Athens to take on the University of Georgia and the and the football national champion, Georgia Bulldogs. But basketball, it's a whole different story. Not a great basketball team over there in Athens.
1: Not a great anything school outside of football and equestrian.
0: They're not bad in women's basketball. Women's, women's basketball, they're pretty solid, you know. Soccer, they're pretty good too. I don't want to admit they got some that. other things.
1: I don't like to admit Georgia's good at anything.
0: I won't say that over the air. I'll say it over the <laughs> air. <laughs> but give give me your thoughts on kind of what are some key points for Auburn as we head into this game, and what are some things that Georgia might do?
1: Uh, well, I think Georgia's definitely gonna try to shut down Wendell, and they need to stop. They're gonna have, they're gonna have to stop Walker Kessler and Jabari Smith. Which I mean, we've seen you can stop one of them. But you can't stop both. You can't both. stop both. <laughs> uh, but the big thing about Georgia, they came, they're they coming off a of loss against Vanderbilt. They're coming off, well, a week ago. A win the, over uh, Alabama, win over who Alabama. Auburn Alabama. just took
0: down. But I – That was that, – I will say that was also in – I can't remember what their arena name. I think it's the Stagman or something like that. Or the Stag. The Stag. Um, okay. But uh, whatever their arena is over in Athens.
1: Yeah, and tomorrow they have Arkansas, who is a pretty solid team. They're pretty good.
0: Which – Again, I would expect Georgia to lose that game. Arkansas is on a nice little win streak, um, but continue on with what you were saying. And about that
1: so game. they have really three days to prepare for Auburn. What they're going to have to do is, again, stop Wendell from scoring because Wendell can just take over games, and big key, or another big key they need to stop is Katie Johnson.
0: I feel like you have to stop more than just that.
1: You have to stop the entire team. <laughs> I was gonna say, that's, that's it, the problem. To narrow it down is you you have to you can't focus everybody on one guy. Yeah. And if you try to focus everyone on one person, Auburn is going to mismatch you. Because no matter who you put on Wendell, he's faster than. Whoever you put on KD, he can out-hustle anyone. Walker's taller than anybody on Georgia's team. And Jabari is... Well, just, just
0: Jabari, yeah. And yeah. the words of Andy Katz... Jabari Smith, Jabari Smith, Jabari Smith,
1: and then look at Zep. No one's just going to be able to just score on Zep.
0: Zep's not going to let anybody score. I don't know if any. I don't. Has anyone scored on Zep this season?
1: Not that I know. Of. They
0: have, I don't that's, have any, yeah, I don't have any. Yeah, I don't have the stats <laughs> in front of me. So I don't. It, either. it is
1: not that I know of.
0: Also, you know, I just got to say, I haven't mentioned it yet in this show, I and mean, I just feel like I have to say this at some point. This Auburn basketball team is undefeated in the United States. So. You know,
1: where do we wait? Where did we play UConn? It was the Bahamas. That one? was in the Bahamas. <laughs> so it's not oh, it was the United so States. Conf- it's U.S. territory, though. No, it's
0: not. Do we own the Bahamas? No, the Bahamas is a, it's like an independent country. Oh, okay. They got their own flag. That's very nice. There's a few students here at Auburn that are from the, the great country of Bahamas, of the Bahamas, you know. Very nice. But yeah, like, like we were saying, there's no one person you have to stop on this team. There's no one person you can key in to stop. You can try to key in to stop Jabari, but guess what? Walker's just going to score on you. Wendell's going to score on you. KD's going to score on you. You can't just stop Wendell because guess what? You got KD and you got Zepp, and you got Jabari. Can't forget about old Jabari there.
1: And if Devin Cambridge starts <laughs> off hot, you have to stop him too.
0: We're we're just waiting on that Devin Cambridge game that he has where if, he's, he's going to hit seven threes in the has game.
1: Like, he always has like, that one game a year where he's just the best player on the court. <laughs>
0: There's just one game where Devin Cambridge, he's going to hit seven threes. We're just waiting on that. I'm waiting on that game because those games are so much fun to oh, watch.
1: Eventually, Walker and Jabari are going to come off the court. Then you have to stop <laughs> Jay will who is who would be a star player on
0: on this team or on any team.
1: On any team. The only problem with him on this team is the fact that he,
0: he has he, the number he one put, draft pick. and He in plays <laughs> the same position
1: as Jabari Smith. And Walker Kessler goes out. When Dylan Cardwell is playing his, at his best, he is unstoppable.
0: That's another. That's a, that's a big if right there. Is it if Dylan Cardwell is playing at his best?
1: But the big thing by uh, there's gonna be a lot of Auburn fans of this game. There and will be. If there's one person that knows how to get Auburn fans turned up at a there's basketball two game, people.
0: There's two. people. There's they can do. two
1: people. But the ma- the big one is Dylan Cardwell. The other one's I'm assuming Katie Johnson. Oh, it's
0: absolutely Katie Johnson.
1: He is my wallpaper on my phone.
0: That. Once again, he w- does. He hi- I would say Katie does more to hype the jungle up.
1: With his play, yeah.
0: Dylan does more to hype just everyone up in general.
1: He's a man of the people.
0: It's truly what we need. And if you saw the tip off of Tumors, have you seen anything from that? You saw when he was a uh, king, King Cardwell, running around with the crown, the cape, the whole, was, the whole that nine was yards. So funny. I
1: have a good picture of that too. That that
0: was that was kind of the epitome of what. Dylan Car was all about, especially with Auburn and with the Auburn family here uh, on the Plains.
1: I do wish one thing I, I, Dylan Carr could improve on. He never uses that other hand to rebound the ball.
0: It's a lot like Austin Wiley. <laughs>
1: it's a lot like Austin Wiley, and it scares me every time I see him go for a rebound because I'm like, he's not going to use one of those hands. His <laughs> hands is not going to grab that ball.
0: <laughs> You're just waiting on that one hand to find that other, the other side of the body to, to keep hold of it.
1: Both hands just to close together to get the ball in his hands. But then it's always that left hand goes a little too fast. (laughs) Ball hits the hand. It goes out of bounds. And he's like, dude, please, just two hands, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We won't get too much into our hearts about Dylan Cardwell just because he he does provide a lot of useful minutes off the bench, and especially when Walker does get into foul trouble. That's when he tends to have his best games. When Auburn needs him to step up, he steps up. Really, Dylan Cardwell is a guy you can rely on when the team needs it the most. Alright. That's that's that sounds like a good little preview for what we have in yeah. store for uh for Auburn this weekend.
1: Killed some five minutes.
0: Yeah. Let's let's kind of shift our focus. We're gonna talk about the SEC kind of as a whole here and some of the games. We're gonna do a little pick 'em here. I'm gonna get your thoughts on each game. We've got about five minutes. So I'm gonna give you get your thoughts on it and then who you think's gonna win the game. And we'll come back to me and we'll kinda of just go back and forth. So we're gonna start from the latest game in the slate and work okay. our way back up to the top. Gotcha. Alright. So the latest game in the SEC slate this weekend is at eight thirty. Tip, or that's when it tips off. it's at eight thirty on the SEC network. We got Mississippi State at Arkansas. Who do you think?
1: Uh I like Arkansas in this one. They're on a good win streak. I don't. This could be a very good game to watch. I think both these teams have decent programs. I know Arkansas. I think, but I think Arkansas has a slight advantage here.
0: I I, I do agree. I think this is the best game to watch uh, for the weekend in the SEC. Uh, I would might say. Uh, Ole Miss in Florida is a close 2nd or given that Kentucky-Alabama game, depending on which Alabama shows up in that game.
1: I like LSU-Vanderbilt too.
0: Yeah, that that one I'm not as confident on, but I think with LSU traveling to Vandy, it might be a closer game. Um, so you got you have Arkansas winning this game. Whoopig. I'm also going to go with Whoopig Suey here. I just I think Bud Walton Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville is a tough place to play. Auburn's got to travel there next weekend or next Tuesday, I think it is. Um, that's going to be a very, very tough game for Auburn to play in. But we'll get to that later. Um, I'm also, yeah, like, like I said earlier, I'm going to go with Arkansas in this game. We pick Suey, big Arkansas guy. Let's move on to the next game. We've got number five, Kentucky, traveling to Tuscaloosa. Tips off at eight. It's will be aired on ESPN. Who do you have?
1: I guess gonna depends on what Bama team shows up. It's going to be a, I hope it's going to be a great game to watch. Uh, but if Kentucky stays healthy the entire game, I think Kentucky's going to pull out with the win here. But I do think Jaden Shackleford could just take over this game completely if everyone around him is also wants to win. Yeah. So I'm going to go Kentucky, but I'm going to go Kentucky close.
0: I'm going to flip the script a little bit. One thing that I have noticed so far in this SEC season and the league play season, whatever conference play season, whatever you want to call it, the road team – in these matchups and every sec game has struggled i the i saw it might have been last week so this has changed a little bit arguably uh it was i think sec teams were two and like 36 on the road or something like that outside outside of auburn's like four wins or three wins or whatever it is they have i'm gonna go with alabama in this game because of that stat i think alabama is gonna play different at home i think coleman coliseum might actually be packed
1: with you Kentucky know, fans, with
0: Kentucky fans, you know yeah. they're all to see, all there to see Kentucky.
1: I mean, that's where I, that's why I went to Auburn last yeah. night. Yeah, I, I went to I go was, see. I, I went to go see. Shae, I was kind of upset whenever Kentucky. Yeah,
0: when Al when Alabama walked on the floor last night, I was just like, I was like, why is Alabama here? I was here to see Kentucky.
1: I will say it's gonna be very funny watching this game. I, I'd love to watch it in person. I just want to say, just play a little drinking game. I can take <laughs> a sip every time the coach complains to the ref.
0: Yeah, Nada's NATO, had a had a problem with that last time. <laughs> Calipari does yeah. too. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game. It's it's one that you talked about earlier. Number twenty-five, LSU, who's, who stumbled a bit late. Always well, got to get that that program kind of the the ship righted there. Yep. They're traveling to Nashville to take on Vanderbilt. That tips off at six and is aired on SEC Network. Who do you have?
1: So it's in Nashville. Uh, Vandy has one of the. I I don't say one of the best players in the nation. Scottie Pippen Jr. He's been known to take over games at times.
0: You know his dad is someone famous.
1: His dad is. Uh, no I I, I
0: heard a rumor that his dad played for the Chicago Bulls with a Michael Jordan.
1: Oh, Dennis Rodman.
0: And a Dennis Rodman, yeah, I think uh, he was there too.
1: Uh, Steve Kerr, right?
0: That's yeah, that's that's <laughs> the yeah. one we're talking about. That's what we're talking about <laughs> <laughs> the star of that Chicago Bulls yeah, team, son, Steve son Kerr, of,
1: son of Ema, MJ's uh, sidekick Scottie Pippen. Yeah. Uh, he is really good at basketball, and this LSU team is also really good as a whole. So I, I'm gonna say LSU just because I think. If Scottie Pippen Jr. can take over this game, he'll keep it close. But the rest of the team around him has to, It's the same thing with Bama and Jaden Shackleford too. Because if they're playing against a ranked team coming into their stadium, and they're going to have to. Everyone's got to step up their game at, at this point.
0: All right. We do have, like, a minute left in the show. Oh. So we're going to zoom through these next yeah, ones. Zoom. I'm going to take Vandy in this one because I think LSU's been faltering lately. Next, we have Texas A&M at Missouri. I'm going to go Aggies. I'm also going to go with the Texas A&M Aggies home team. Good win. Uh, Ole Miss at Florida.
1: I'm going to go hottie toddy with this one.
0: All right. I, I agree. They're scrappy. I agree. I like the 1-3-1 defense. I've said this a few weeks in a row on TNT in the morning. I'm a big fan of Karen Davis. Give me Ole Miss. We're going to do number 22, Tennessee at South Carolina before we get to the Auburn game. What did that last?
1: Uh, I'm going to say go Ginkogs. I don't like Tennessee.
0: <laughs> uh, Honestly, I want to say the same thing, but I'm going to go with Tennessee. I think they've kind of found a little bit of an offensive stroke recently. True. But not much. All right. Auburn versus Georgia. Who do you think is going to win?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Auburn by 15.
0: I'm going to go with that as well. I'm going to say they're 1 by 10. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to uh, the Hardwood Hooper on Wiggle 91.1. I'm your host, Jake Gonzalez, and we will see you all next week. Same time, same place. just listen to the hardwood hoop on weagle 91.1 fm where we talk all things basketball thanks for tuning in and we'll be back next week at one o'clock on wednesdays if you want to check out all of our other great shows follow our instagram and twitter at weagle underscore au if you can't get to our radio you can stream weagle 24 hours a day at weaglefm.com until next time have a great second half of your week